Well, life on the farm, I kind of laid back. Ain't much an old country boy to me can't hack. Early to rise, early in the sack. I thank God I'm a country boy. And I can take you for a ride on my big green tractor. News Radio 92.3. It is the new year, and it is our last weekly installment of Life on a Farm with Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. Ryan, welcome back to the show, sir. Happy New Year. Good morning. Happy New Year. How are you? I'm doing great. I said it was our last weekly installment, but what we're going to do is I don't want to abandon you, and I love the information that you give to our audience, and so we've had such a positive response to this series of interviews that what we're going to do is we're going to do every Monday, the first Monday of the month, is we're going to kind of continue this for a year. So instead of 52, it'll be 12, uh, and we can kind of get caught up in what's going on on the farm over the course of that time and as things happen because every year is different. (laughs) Every year brings its own wrinkles and challenges. So we'll be doing that uh, once a month. But um, today I just figured it's kind of our wrap-up segment from, you know, an entire year's worth of conversations. I got to tell you, I've – I, I serious. I've had so much positive reaction to this. Um, you're probably going to help us win awards <laughs> from this segment. Frankly, um, I've learned a ton. I have a deep. I I actually went and bought a. Uh, I was at a secondhand store and I bought a thing that was like farm supplies, a hoodie. And I'm like, I can buy this now because I know Ryan Jenkins. <laughs> like these are my people now. That's it. Yes. Support your local farmer. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's just start with the basic. Uh, in the last week, I assume, you know, things have been cold, frozen, and you haven't been able to do too much. What are you doing this time of year when you're not really doing the traditional farming stuff? Well, usually we're, we're still kind of wrapping up harvest. I had all my Facebook memories come back this week, you know, uh, and a lot of them were the last day of picking cotton over the last several years, you know, that those were the days that we finished. So it's typically right around Christmas time, give or take, when we finish. So we did finish early this year, and it's given us more time to kind of take a deep breath. But typically we finish up our harvest right now, so there'd be equipment to clean up and things like that. Um, we'd still be planting our cover crops and our uh, small grain crops and stuff. But this year with the cold weather uh, over the Christmas holidays, I know some of your viewers probably don't know this, but uh, we use water as ballast in our tractor tires. So a lot of these big tractors that you see, the, the tires are full of water. Up north, they put antifreeze and stuff in them. Here, it never gets cold enough to really bother it, so we just fill them up with water and, and go with it. But uh, basically, all of our tires were frozen um, over that cold snap, and then it takes them two or three days to thaw out. You can't run them when they're frozen. So really, we haven't done a whole lot of anything this week. We finished up some... Uh, end-of-the-year business-type work, going around paying bills off before the end of the year and uh, collecting money from people that owe you money and things like that, just kind of some business-type work. But no field work this past week. We did, while we're talking about the cold, um, we did sustain some pretty good damage, I'm afraid, to our oats. We'll see if they'll grow back out of it, but they're not quite as cold-tolerant as the wheat is that we grow here. So the freeze did uh, get you somewhat. yeah, it, it yeah, it was uh it got to sixteen here and it you know, it never got above freezing last Friday. 
we had some significant cold weather. It was about three or four days of it, like everybody knows. And uh, it, I'm afraid that it may have ruined our oats. We'll, we'll we'll give it a couple of weeks and see what happens. But it, it definitely injured them. All right, I am st- I'm still stuck on the water and the tires thing, um, which is apparently normal everywhere. As you say, they put antifreeze up in the north to, to prevent them from freezing. What is the purpose of the water and the tires? That gives it more weight in, in the fields, or help me out? Correct. It gives you more weight, which gives you more traction. Oh, okay. And sometimes, sometimes you put the – it's all for traction, but the water in the front tires – helps uh helps weight the front end down when you're lifting up the heavy equipment so you don't pull a wheel on into the tractor right exactly so so this it's multifaceted but it's, it's mostly about traction all right the, the 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 kid inside of me now wants to ask you this question have you ever on purpose pulled a wheel in a tractor be honest come on oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I, I pull i'll I, I'll pull a wheelie on anything that'll pull a wheelie. <laughs> my my whole picture of you, I've been talking to you for a year, and my entire picture of you has changed. Like, I now have, like, pictures of Ryan hooping and hollering as he's, you know, driving down the field on two two wheels. You know, like, that's Frank. I mean, like, you know, that's kind of my picture. So, oh, my God, that's hilarious. Hey. There's a big part of me that likes to have fun. I can tell you, I'm just trying to be Mr. Serious when I'm talking to you on the radio. <laughs> well, you you can see you can seal it good for 51 weeks, you know, and then uh, that, yep, that and yep. the nut buggy. Um, all right, so <laughs> there you go. All right, so let, let's talk about some of because there's big issues facing farming. One of the big issues, and we've talked about this a couple times, but um, is that next generation of farming. <laughs> They're not there. Like the young farmers that are supposed to be taken over from you as you get to retire in a few years, that generation is not picking up the farming. How, what do we do about this? I don't know. It's, it's a, that's a very tough question. I think it that a lot of the newer generation, you know, doesn't really want to work that hard out out in the elements. I mean, sure, there are a lot of people that do, but there's a lot of people that don't. And I think, too, a lot of, uh, in all honesty, a lot of farmers don't really want their kids to be farmers because of all the struggles that they go through. And most of them, the struggles we're talking about are financial struggles. Yeah. Raising a kid, there's no better way to raise a kid than on a farm. But you don't want them to not have financial stability and a lot of times farming doesn't bring financial stability that's that's just that's and i don't know that that will ever that will ever change it's not that the the farmer doesn't want their kid to be a farmer because of the work or because of being outside in nature all day or you know having to work hard it's they're worried about financial stability in all honesty so that's that's uh you know, it's hard to overcome. There's been so many people I've talked to that grew up on a farm that would love to farm. And their parents said, you go get you a real job. You go get you a college degree. You're not doing this. Admit it. So, I mean, you know, we're, we're fighting that. And, and until we can make it, uh, a better financial picture for agriculture for years on end, I don't think that, uh, I think we're going to always have a have a problem with it. 
Wow. And it's not like, you know, we can't just do without farmers. I mean, we, you know, I need clothes to wear and food to eat and my kids do too. And wow, that's a, uh, that's a sad thing to imagine that true, but I understand it. You know, I'm not blaming anybody. Just, I understand it. Aside from the issue of getting that next generation of farmers to just be farmers, the other challenge that you and I have talked about sometimes is the moving of land from agriculture into particularly residential, right? You know, we're building on everything we used to farm on. And you had talked previously about the need to increase yields as population grows, which, of course, that's the, that makes sense. But do you do you see the threat? to agriculture from sprawl and development or is that something that people say but it's not really that big of a challenge in the overall picture you tell me it's a huge threat i would say it's the biggest threat um urban sprawl is real even in our little neck of the woods here it's 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 just it's decimating the farmland and what people don't understand is there's a few things people don't understand. Number one, and we'll be quick about it, most people think that farmers own all the land that they farm, and that's we've, we've talked about that. It's probably, um, on average, 25% or so or less of the of land farmed that a farmer farms is owned by them. Most of it is rented property from other landowners, so they don't have the true control to say, no, I don't want to sell that piece of land. Um, so that's why land is, changes hands so fast. You know, an older guy, an older retired farmer dies, leaves land to his children. They don't want to have anything to do with it. They see a big payday. They sell it, and then that farmland is gone. Um, and then the other part of that is not only are we losing the land, but the people that are buying the land and moving out of the cities. They're not ag. A lot of them are not ag friendly. They don't understand farming. They don't understand agriculture. So it makes it harder for us to do our job and do it as efficiently as we'd like. So there's, you know, there, there's a lot of problems with it. Of course, I would love to say, let's keep everything exactly the way it is from here on out. We can't do that. I also, in the same breath, don't want to say that I can tell you what you can and can't do with your land. Sure. I don't want to be told what I can and can't do with mine. So you know we're we're it's a very slippery slope and we're in a we're in a difficult time right now because now more than ever people are moving from the city into the country. They, everybody wants to buy five or ten acres and and develop it and and there you go. You know we just <laughs> the land's going away and we don't have any control or any plan or anything to try to make this thing work. And it's not something that's going to be. Um, detrimental to us overnight but in 50 years from now when we can't go undo it and people are hungry and don't have clothes on their back they might think back to our little radio show you know what i mean yeah yeah, no and 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 i understand that you know like like if if land is going up in price as it is then the you know the opportunity for somebody who rents to a farmer to say well, I need to raise your rent or I might sell the land because it's a big discrepancy how much more money I could make. Or they pass away and they don't. their kids want to sell the land off. And so, the, you know, the, the input prices of doing what you do go, I'm, all of it, I, I, I get it. I mean, you know, what, what I, what I want to see is I want to see our legislators get this too. And as part of the reason I wanted to do this series is I want them to get this and understand the significance of it so that if there is wise legislation to be done, I want them to be in a position to do it. Well, Ryan, it has, it has been a great year talking to you. Um, 
We will talk to you again. Again, first Monday of the month, we're going to continue talking to Ryan Jenkins. Uh, but Ryan, as I've said many times, thank you for feeding and clothing my kids. Thank you for what you do. Uh, I really appreciate the information you've given us this year. Well, thank you so, so much for having us. I got one little quick farming fact. Oh, yeah, go on. Right in on what you 25% of all farmers are beginning farmers, and that means they've been in the business less than 10 years. And their average age is 46 years old for a beginning farmer. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's not young. <laughs> wow. No, that's what I'm saying. All I mean, right. they're already half wore out when they begin. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and they don't even probably know how to pop a wheelie. Um, Ryan, as that's always, right. man, thank you, sir. I'll talk to you again soon, brother. Happy New Year. Hey, Y'all have a great week, and thank you so much for having us. I hope it's helped connect the dots for a lot of people. I know.